You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Yo, yo, ma. I'm cool. I'm happy. Everything is good. Dan Long producing 312-981-7200. Carson Fulmer will be on the program today at 415. That is nine minutes from now. Uh, Carson, of course, trying to uh, be one of the White Sox starters this year out of Vanderbilt. Came on late in the season last year. We're excited to talk to Carson today, Harry. Yeah, he had uh, he had like two different seasons. And, of course, the big news that we uh, are looking at today is that Carlos Rodon out of North Carolina State uh, will not be available until at the earliest June. It looks like that Rick Hahn speaking yesterday about the – Rehabbing Carlos Rodon, who, of course, had uh, shoulder surgery back in September. That rehab apparently is six to eight months. They're going to be conservative with Carlos Rodon, which makes sense. White Sox are not trying to win the World Series this year, although you never know what happens, baby. You never know. You never know, but they're being uh, safe with him. So you would that, that times out to somewhere late May, early June, you would think. The other big news uh, yesterday with Micro Adolfo, who had pain in his right throwing elbow and an exam revealed a sprain of his ulnar collateral ligament so that is not good news for one of the white Sox outfield prospects uh will be out a minimum of six weeks no surgery as of yet uh, they'll try to rehab that aggressively but there is a chance that that's the way it will go which would be a big blow uh, the rodan thing i think is going to hit more Sox fans it's very frustrating because he's got some great stuff and he's had his moments on the hill where you look at him and go man this guy could be something carlos rodan could be something in major league baseball and it's a shame that uh, he is uh, beset now uh, with this injury and will we'll miss probably like half the season. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not – it's everything that they're saying about Rodon, he, I mean, proof will be in the pudding when he gets on the mound and all that. But, you know, mm, Rick, Rick's been say, he's been saying he's progressing nicely. He feels good. They've got the pro- throwing program going on. He's back out to 90 feet. He's throwing nice and easy. The shoulder feels good. All signs, I think, are positive. The fact that he's not uh, pitching in spring training, no no worries. That's cool. doesn't need to throw in spring training. He can pitch half the season. All of that is fine. It's about getting to the end of the season and having Rodon uh, getting back on the mound, being healthy, ready to go 2019. That works for me. Well, I, I, I'm not going to just give up the season on Rodon, but I, we should call him Caterpillar if he's got 90 feet. That's uh, something I didn't think was going to be on the show today, Harry. Caterpillar, 90 feet? Oh, Caterpillar, how many, how many feet do, do caterpillars have? Don't know the answer. Is it 90 feet for a caterpillar? 100? 100 feet for one caterpillar? Centipede? I think it's centipede. Centipede. Right. We just call them centipede, not Cent- caterpillars. Very, very uh, I, I need to go back and... Would, centipede uh, as in, you know, uh, century mark. I need some biology. 100. Going on. Right, right, right. Uh, Mike or Adolfo, you're, just ro- you're rolling over that one, Harry. No, I'm not rolling over that one. I'm just saying that Rodon was, in, was, was part of the rotation. I mean, he was uh, one of the guys that they were counting on. There's a group of future prospects and you know Carlos Rodon was a, a guy who you know for a couple of years he's been somebody who's uh you know especially the way that you know Chris Sale happened and if you go back in the White Sox organization you know so- diehard Sox fans will tell you Jim Parquet 
Jim Parkane was another guy that came right off the college campus at uh, UCLA and, and was next thing you knew he was pitching in the bigs. So, I mean, it's something that the Sox have seen before. It's guys coming up, guys getting thrown in the bigs, and guys doing well. And Rodon was supposed to be added to that group, and he, he just, you know, hasn't been able to, you know, contribute like he uh, should. Right. It has been the, the level of health has not been there for him, nor it, it, really the performance, actually, when he's been healthy mm-hmm. either. So, but I, I, there's still, I think, a good amount of optimism that when the White Sox have everything rolling, Carlos Rodon's going to be a part of that rotation. By the way, it's 3-2 Seattle oh. over the Sox right now. Bottom six, uh, spring training game number two. Yesterday, uh, the Dodgers beat the White Sox 13-5. The Camelback Sox are actually the road team in that. Sweet three-run homer for Tim Anderson, who got all over a curveball blasted it out to left center. That was good to see. Uh, so we're underway, man. The first game on WGN yesterday afternoon. How there it was. It? How about it? There it was. So uh, we're rolling. And uh, White Sox Weekly with you every Saturday, one hour, as uh, we start to creep towards opening day, baby. Well, opening day will be here before you know it. I know it. I know it. Uh, early, March 29th. So. Yes, and it'll be, it'll be a faster pace of play. Mm, you think so? You think you're going to notice? I think you'll notice. Okay. I I, I mean, I th- I think it's really good they don't have a pitch clock. That would be as it as it because I'm I'm old school baseball. See, I was actually getting all new school this week just thinking about it. If you want to speed up the game, why don't we just go one and one count? Let's go softball that's, setting. You know, that's one and that's, that's ridiculous. Why? And the idea. Uh, the other the other thing that they floated out there last year. Was that like in the twelfth inning? You're going to start with a guy on second. Don't mind that one either. That's that's ludicrous. Why? Why would you have? Because because what I love about baseball is the history of the game. Okay, and and that you're going to see a game today when you go to the ballpark. You're seeing a game today that could be unlike any game in in the glorious history of baseball. Do you like the shootout in hockey? I I do enjoy the shootout in hockey, but that but but, but what? It's, it's, you know, it's... Uh, Gimmicky? It's, no, it's necessary because you cannot have an overtime in a regular season hockey game. Let's say the Blackhawks... The Hawks were winning last night 2-1 to one over the Sharks. Yeah. And the Hawks will be on the station in an hour and 48 minutes. Chris Bode with the pregame. He's upstairs warming up right now. He's literally warming up. He's in tights and he's doing ballet exercises. He looks good. He's confident. So, look, if the Sharks tie that game last night and it's 2-2... They can't play overtime till three in the morning. The Hawks have to get on a plane. They got to travel east. No, but so they used to do a tie. That was how it was done. Right, right, right. So I mean, so they they give a little and they take a little. So is hockey ruined because they went to the shootout? No. Would ba- baseball in in the twelfth inning? In the twelfth inning, when you're trying you... when you're trying to keep guys healthy and not sit there for seven hours. Look, I love a nice seventeen inning baseball game. When they happen, it's a lot of fun. I, the, my favorite thing is to be one of the last seven people in the ballpark at one in the morning. You know, your girlfriend had described you, uh, dating you, as uh, being at a 17-inning baseball game. Thank you, Harry, for bringing that up. I, she's never said that, and that's not true. And Carson, I, take, I would take that as a compliment. Carson Fulmer coming up in, in two minutes, by the way. He had a tremendous, tremendous wedding this summer, so we can talk relationships. But, uh, I listen, sometimes doing something out of the... Traditional Ordinary, yeah, tradition. It's, it's not going to ruin the game. It would make it more exciting. Runner on second. Let's go. I think it'd look, be fun. look, look. The I, I was all for the NBA going to a three point shot. Yeah, okay? there you go. I mean, that was that was great. That was so long ago. People are like, what? 
You mean they added the three-point shot? Cool. Extra innings. Runner on second to start. No, right. that's insane. Hey, Sox fans, single-game tickets go on sale Friday, March 2nd at 10 a.m. Join us for a season filled with great giveaways and more lower-level tickets start at just $20. Grab the best seats when they go on sale at WhiteSox.com. One-minute timeout. Carson Fulmer next, 720 WGN. Back to White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. We can figure out how to fade this out. There we go, Carm. Way to go, Carm. Harry Tynowitz, yours truly, Mark Carmen with you. White Sox Weekly till 5. Carson Fulmer is a married man and uh, a White Sox pitcher. And as we were, Carson, first of all, welcome to 720 WGN. We're psyched to have the White Sox. We're psyched to talk to you today. Thank you for being on with us in the middle of a baseball game. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Are, are you sitting in the dugout right now watching and talking to us? <laughs> no, sir. We had an away game, so uh, the coaching uh, staff was, was um, you know, kind of gave us the uh, the rest of the day off. So it was uh, it was good to get in early, get our work in, and then, um, you know, have the, the rest of the day to, to kind of hang out. Hey, Carson, I remember certain guys uh, like, uh, we'll just call this catcher A.J., AJ didn't like taking the bus back from away games, so he would charter helicopters. How far into your career do you have to be before you charter your own chopper home? You know what, man? I I don't even know if that's a category, man. You know, it's just uh, you know, me personally, I'm a long way away from that. If even if I have a chance, so it's uh, that's funny, man. It's uh, it's good to to take the bus or drive, man. It's as long as you're on your teammates. So before we talk about you know what's coming up for you this year, you, you got married in Malibu in November, and I'm going through your Instagram today, and I'm looking through your Twitter. You're on a mountain that somehow you had like a whole wedding ceremony aisle chairs built out, and I, it's like the most picturesque thing I've ever seen. Are, is do you get any credit for this romanticness, or is this all your wife, Carson? Give us a little details yeah. here. Yeah, you know what? I I have to give all the credits to my wife, man. She uh, she's in the process of going through uh, fashion school right now. Um, she's hopefully gonna get an internship here in Chicago, which she's still doing it. But man, she uh, she killed it with the wedding, man. You know, I have to I have to give her all the credit. Um, even the, even the small details, man. She definitely. Uh, did it the right way, man. So I'm, I'm a lucky guy to have her in my life, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm going to read a quote here because she wrote about it. Uh, quote, I wanted a mixture of soft romance and dark mystique. We were able to incorporate <laughs> soft nude roses, subtle greenery, and romantic lighting with opulent black velvet and lavish crystal and gold a- Did you and gold accents into our decor, Carson. That, that, that's unbelievable. <laughs> That's her, man. She's uh, she's a very smart girl, man. She's really talented, and um, you know, she's definitely helped me to get to uh, where I am today. And um, it's uh, it's good to see her, um, you know, plan something so so special for the both of us. That's partnership right there. Well, I, I'm married 19 years, and what my wife and I get every night is a mixture of uh, some chick flick and Hershey's special dark bars. It's opulent, Harry. It's opulent, ain't it, though? All right, so Carson, there, there, you were very, very, you were at your strongest towards the end of the season. Reason to believe that, like, you kind of figured something out. You're in a groove. 
And now that uh, the news has come out that Rodan is probably not going to be ready till sometime at, in June at the earliest, are you thinking that you're one of the guys going to the Hill to start the ball game every five days? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so. Um, you know, we've had a, a few conversations about it, but um, not to get into too much detail, but, um, you know, I, I had a I had a really good end of the year last year. Um, I was able to to go out and face some very good, successful pitchers and uh, have success against them. Um, the lineups I was able to face, you know, you date back to, you know, San Fran or Cleveland, Detroit, um, even Houston, when you know, before I got pulled out uh, with the finger issue. Um, yeah. I was, that, that's what I needed as a, as a pitcher to, to get comfortable into the league. You know, I definitely needed the, the strong lineups and, you know, I was able to build off and have some um, some confidence, and, and I was able to string some uh, consecutive starts together. So um, I think it was really beneficial for me. I had a lot of struggles. Um, I shouldn't say a lot, but I had a few struggles early on in my career, which I'm very thankful to have had. Um, and you know what? It's uh, I feel great coming into this spring training. Um, I think I'll be able to, to get the chance to, to go out there every fifth day and and uh, have some success, you know, this year. So I'm really looking forward to the opportunity. White Sox pitcher Carson Fulmer out of Vanderbilt, uh, who beat, uh, just looking back at last year, you're talking about, you know, you beat Corey Kluber and an Indians team that lost like three games in the second half, five innings, three hits, did not give give up a run. I, that's That's got to give you confidence going forward here, Carson. I, I would think, you know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm facing one of the league's best and uh, and a great lineup, and, and you showed you could handle it. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, a lot of guys talk about the game speeding up at the big league level um, for, for people, and it's true. Um, you know, once you get off that first hit, you know, all of a sudden you look back and, you know, there, there's two or three guys on base, you know, and I think that that was the opportunity I needed in order to just take a deep breath and, and uh, you know, embrace the situation that I was put into last year. Um, I slowed down quite a bit. Uh, made sure to, to keep breathing as, you know, a lot of athletes, you know, do in order to, to calm themselves down. And, and uh, like I said, was able to have that success that gave me the confidence to go on this year and have some success. All right, well, Carson, for people that are, you know, uh, casual fans, for people that don't know a ton about you, how can we tell that the game is going well? What pitch needs to be working? I mean, obviously, if they let you face the next batter, the game is going well. But what pitch yeah, needs absolutely. to be what pitch needs to be working for you? What's your out pitch? What what should we be looking for? Yeah, uh, fastball consistency. I think that you know I have a really good fastball, um, either the four seamer or two seamer. Um, you know, honestly, regardless of the pitch, um, if I'm getting ahead of guys, I mean, obviously for, for a lot of pitchers, if you get ahead, you're going to have success. And, um, I rely on my fastball a lot, a lot of fastballs up in the zone, um, you know, on the outside corner just to get ahead. And then, um, I've been throwing a cutter, um, recently, probably within the last year or two, um, that has been able to, to get people off my fastball, um, Change up was a big pitch that I've uh, I've worked on this off season. So you'll see that quite a bit this year, and then uh, you know ever since high school, college, I've, I've relied on my my breaking ball pretty pretty often. So um, as long as I'm able to, to command the zone, I think that that's uh, the biggest part. Um, 
you know, being able to eat up as many innings as I can. A couple more minutes with Carson Fulmer, Chicago White Sox pitcher with us on 720 WGN. I, I think this will be fun, Carson. Uh, Mark Kerman, can you describe for our listening audience difference between the two-seamer and the four-seamer? Oh, well, uh, Harry, uh, I mean, obviously uh-huh. the, the two-seamer right. uh, is going to have a little more tail, a little more run, yeah. and the four-seamer is, is you're going to throw it when you're going for an exact direct spot. Carson, correct me if I'm wrong, am I not spot on? No, absolutely. It's great. Yes, sir. That was a perfect description. Um, you know, if you want to induce a ground ball, um, if there's a guy on first base uh, in a situation to be able to turn a double play, um, sometimes you'll use that two-seamer because it, it dives, you know, kind of down in the zone. Um, you'll get that contact into the ground. Um, and the four-seamer for me, I love to elevate my four-seamer. Um, I've gotten a lot of guys, even when I was up for the last month, I got a lot of swing and misses on that because of how appealing it looks for, for the hitter. Um, you know, uh, it's it's definitely, you have to use your fastball. And if you don't use your fastball, um, hitters will, will eliminate it quick and they'll get comfortable with your off-speed stuff. Carson Fulmer, White Sox uh, pitcher here. Let me, let me ask you how well you know your, your teammates here. Uh, oh man, you may get me in trouble now. Man. No, 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 no. We're, we're, this, this is got. The, 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 I, I want to know how good have you played ping pong against Alec Hansen? <laughs> I have not. I've heard he's pretty good though. Okay, because uh, I'm, I'm I'm doing some research here. The guy's supposed to be a phenomenal ping pong player. Uh, who, yes, sir. Who who's got like some clubhouse? talents that maybe you could pass along to us who's i don't know what what do you guys do in there what you have so much downtime i, I feel like there's got to be some, who's like a tremendous a card playing guy what, what what would you say yeah you know what we have a pretty interesting clubhouse um it's definitely a clubhouse that i love going to the field and hanging out with every day that's for sure um we're definitely a brotherhood that you know, we, we know we have something special, and we know that we're going to be able to go out and, and uh, you know, play each day with, with each other. But uh, if I had to be picky, man, you know, obviously, if you look at the veteran guys, um, Shieldy, you know, he, he's the motor of us. Um, great guy, has, has had a ton of, you know, experience and a lot of success with, you know, multiple ball clubs, and um, we run to him quite a bit. Um Posey, Miguel, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Um, my guys, you know, that I hang out with, I obviously hang out with uh, Lucas Giolito quite a bit. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's, uh, if you guys probably know, he's he's big into the video games. So when we hang out, we try to try to get on that as much as we can. Um, you know what, man? I mean, we, like I said, I, I could go on and on about each and every one of my teammates, but, you know, our, our culture is really strong. Um we know what we're trying to do, and you know we're really looking forward to continuing to, to come to the field every day and hang out, man. It's it's uh, you know we definitely have something special brewing. It's it's just kind of interesting. You look, you're a 2015 first round pick. You're expected to be playing with Chris Sale, who, by the way, I believe you went to high school with, correct? Not at the same time, but same in Lakeland, Florida. And, and then he gets traded, and now you've got a whole rebuilding thing, and it just sounds like you're embracing it. Absolutely, man. You have to. Um, you know, I don't think that, uh, you know, I, or, excuse me, I think that, like I said, we have something special, um, just the young talent. And, and you kind of put the talent aside, you know, we're all really good guys. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, it's a culture you need to, to, to build in order to win a championship. The clubhouse culture is so big because, 
you have to have everybody buy into the brotherhood. And I think that everybody's doing that. Um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely special. You know, I had it. Uh, fortunately, I was able to, to go through that um, that kind of culture uh, at, at Vanderbilt when we won the national championship in 2014. And yeah, baby. Um, I, I see the uh, I say the same same qualities is is what we had there and um, everybody's buying in man I, I really look forward to, to going to the field and uh, and being with those guys. You, you get you're getting Sox fans excited. You're comparing this team to a team that won a national championship. You're making Sox fans happy. Good job, Carson. Yeah, it, Giolito, By the way, he no, needs. Oh no. It, it, it's good. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> uh, Giolito, By the way, he needs to be taller. He's only like you know eight foot six. He, man, he's got a sweeping curveball. That is a sweet pitch. Uh, all right. So here, here's my. Before we let you go, I got to ask you because you know you and I are such. Um, we're, we're, we could not be more um, different. Uh, you're athletic, and I watch you on TV be athletic. Um, the only time I really moved around a lot was if there was a buffet. So the one thing we have in common is when I played sports, I wore spectacles. I couldn't see without them, and, and you, know, you wear specs. Yes, Do you have a favorite athlete, whether it's baseball or another sport, a favorite guy who wore sports specs? You know what, man? I, I really uh... – I really haven't thought about it. Um, I had an eye injury in college, and I was unfortunate because I you know, had a little issue there. But um, you know what, man? I, I, I It was uncomfortable at first. Um, you know, it was one of those things that I had to just get used to. But I'm embracing it as much as I can. And I'll actually have to – I'll have to uh, – to look into that, man. I think that it's uh, – I'll do some research right. and get back to you guys about Th- it. Think about it. Well, Next time you come on. <laughs> old school NBA, you could go James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Mo Malone. You know what? I met, I met uh, Abdul-Jabbar this off season, and kind of mentioned it to him a little bit. Um, but, you know, he, he was super busy, and we kind of kept it short. But that, that was one guy I was about to mention, man. You know, I, I don't know if – you know, obviously he played basketball and um, – you know, I'm uh, you know definitely a fan of basketball, but I was gonna I was gonna mention him um, if I had to pick someone. You know, arguably the greatest center of all time. It's it's it's, it's a fair guy to compare yourself, even though you're crossing. The sports. sky hook, yes. Right. And he and Kareem always That's justified why ju- always was able to justify why he carried weed every time he got pulled over. You gotta respect that also. <laughs> and you're you're you don't need to touch that one, Carson. And your owner, by the way, you know he's he's in the basketball hall of fame. So all this it all comes back together somehow. Damn straight, Carson. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Kill him this year, and it's awesome to talk to you. We look forward to doing it down the line. Welcome to WGN, and, and we're uh, we're thrilled to partner with you, man. Looking forward to watching you this year. No, great, man. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's, it's most definitely our pleasure. Carson Fulmer of your Chicago White Sox. Quick time out here. We'll get you into news. There's a ticket plan for every fan, by the way, Harry. Get access to every opponent with a 20-game plan or handpick your games with a 10-game package. Secure your seats for the 2018 season today. For more information, call 312-674-1000 or visit whitesox.com. It's White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Indeed, indeed. White Sox Weekly weekly until 5 o'clock tonight. We're going to talk to Rick Hahn, or actually... We're not going to talk to him. Adam Ho talked to him on Sports Central this week. We're going to play a little chunk of that. But just a quick reaction on uh, what Carson Fulmer had to say. Harry, you liked one thing in particular. I, I thought it was great. You know, I mean, look, he's a fun guy, and I like it that he's hanging around with Giolito playing video games. It's exactly how we picture, picture these guys hanging out when they're, you know, together when they're on the road. But 
My favorite thing he said was talking about James Shields because when you've got such youth, you've got to look at the veteran presence. And James Shields is a guy, and some Sox fans really are not giving James Shields a chance. They're bum-wrapping him. He came here when the Sox were desperate for pitching help, and he hasn't been at his best. But James Shields is 36. He is, for his career, he's 15 games over 500. And he's pitched on some teams that weren't that great. And his ERA is under four for his career. And I think it's terrific that he is aware that he needs to sit next to him on the planes, sit next to him in the dugout, sit next to him at dinner, get as much information, you know, suck the brain, get as much knowledge of how you handle, you know, coming off a big win, how you handle coming off a loss when you got shelled, you know, how you deal with an umpire who's not giving you the corner. He went into great detail about how, for him, he needs to be able to work the corner and paint the corner and I really like the way he talked up James Shields. And and James Shields is uh, a guy that's key this year in two ways. Number one, if the White Sox shock the world, he's going to be a big part of it. And number two, if they don't, and this year goes as most people project, that it's going to be a rebuilding year, that's a guy, if he pitches well, can get you another piece around the trade deadline. So he's really Absolutely. He's, he's, a, he's an important guy from a lot of ways. And, you know, to your point... The White Sox went out and signed Wellington Castillo mm-hmm. to, to catch Carson Fulmer and Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez. And, you know, they, they also drafted Zach Collins uh, in 2016, who's going to be their catcher of the future. Uh, but, you know, last year he had, you know, 223, 17 homers uh, to go along with it. But he's still learning how to be a catcher, and he's still stepping into being a big-time hitter. So this is – they wanted a veteran presence behind the plate to help these guys get acclimated to playing in the big league. So to your point, Harry, veterans are important. Yeah, and, you know, if you look at the success of the White Sox pitching, it has been, you know, over the years, starters passing it on to other young starters. Every time young starters came up and did well, there was usually – an older starter on the staff that they would give credit to. Plus, the same guy's been the pitching coach for 15 years. Yes, uh, Don Don Cooper, he's always super excited about his guys, but Mm -hmm. he seems incredibly uh, thrilled about a bunch of the White Sox prospects that he's getting to work with. And by the way, there's no better way to watch a White Sox game than in premium seating. It's a good way to do it. It's from the all-inclusive club areas to private suites. The White Sox offer the best locations and accommodations. You can find the perfect option for two people or the whole office today, Harry. Uh, for more information, call 312-674-1000 or visit whitesox.com. That's a cool thing. You come in, you tell your office, hey, we hit a number this week, and we're going to go to the Sox game on Friday. Or we do, we do a number this month, we're going to go to two Sox games next month. I got an idea, by the way, for Brooks Boyer. Okay. You know, listen, you know, I love Giolito. I love Carson Fulmer. What if you, they do all these different plans? What if you did like an every fifth day plan? I mean, you wouldn't be guaranteed that the same starting pitcher would pitch, but you would go to the ballpark as often as the starting pitcher goes to the hill. The every fifth day plan. The every fifth day plan. Brooks, I don't want any cash for that. And there's some obvious sponsors that would tie into that. I think, you know, Brooks, you can run with that. I mean, I you sound like a guy, Harry, that quite frankly should have a job in a baseball organization doing some form of marketing. And organization. PR right. I want to work for the Blackhawks just so I can say organization. Hawks uh, coming up at 530 tonight. Chris Bowden has your pre Red hot Chicago Blackhawks. R- Rick Hahn talked to Adam Hogue on Sports Central. We're going to hear a little chunk of that next. 720 WGN. It's White Sox Weekly.
720 WGN. This is White Sox Weekly. Sox are playing right now in the uh, in the beautiful. I really would love to go out to Camelback. You want to go, Harry? Wanna... I would. I, I love spring training. They're not at Camelback uh, today. No, they're in Seattle. They're they're <laughs> they're not in Seattle, but they're playing the Mariners I, in Arizona. It, it's it's a very beautiful ballpark where the Mariners play. Three two Seattle, top of eight. Uh, as the White Sox in spring training game number two. Right. The uh, the Angels play in a beautiful setting. I mean, it's hard to find a, a place in Arizona that's not really beautiful. And, you know, the, what's happened lately is a lot of teams share, like, you know, Royals and Rangers share, Sox and the Dodgers share. But, I mean, spring training is great because you can get, you know, get like a month and a half jump, you know, or a month jump into your baseball season. I've only been out to spring training one time. That was when I was uh, doing some Kansas City Royals work, Harry. That just feels I, off. I don't know why you don't tell me that you worked in Kansas City. Did, did I have ever mentioned that before? Mm. Yeah, I was, you know, I've spent a week with the Royals, which that, at that point, Harry, mm-hmm. uh, your Chris Getz was the Royal second baseman. Go number 17. Who's now in the front office yeah. with the White Sox. Dan Long, are we ready to hear from Rick Hahn, your White Sox general manager, who uh, was speaking with Adam Hogue? And Adam, Adam Hogue is available here every day at 1 o'clock after Wendy and Bill? From 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 1 until 2. Bill and Wendy are on 10 to 12 on the station. Yes. And then they're on 12 to 1 on the stream. And then what happens? And then it goes into Sports Central from 1 until 2, Monday through Friday. Sports Central is back at WGN Radio. How about this? Uh, Hoagie and uh, Chris Bowden asked the GM uh, kind of about early uh, early optimism in the spring, you know, especially things to look for, indicators, especially uh, with a team with a kind of changing focus in terms of bringing young guys along. Uh, what are the, some of the positive indicators they look for in camp? All right. The natural tendency at the start of every spring and every camp, I think, is to sort of look for signs to, uh, for that hope to sort of build upon. And uh, we're no exception this spring, and, and people like to read a lot into the sidelines and the bullpens and in the batting practice. Uh, but I do feel a little bit different this spring in that every field you walk to, you know, we've got six going on the backfield at any given time or any 10-pack of mounds you go by where guys are throwing sidelines. You see multiple guys that get you excited, guys who, you know, if all goes according to to plan, which unfortunately we know in sports doesn't always happen or, or rarely happens, I should say, that everything goes according to plan. We have potential answers for, uh, for who could fill a, a championship roster all homegrown. Now, over the course of the next year plus, or so we know the the baseball gods are going to have some cruel things in, pl- in mind for us whether it's injury or underperformance and ultimately we're going to have to augment this core with uh, via trade or free agency with guys from outside the organization but at this point in time as you walk around there's there's plenty of uh, different aspects of depth here that uh, make you excited about the future ideally what are you trying to accomplish in this first one or two weeks in in spring training before the games actually start it's really pretty basic, and that's get through healthy, in all honesty. You just want to get guys, uh, many of whom have been ramping up here at Camelback Ranch prior to camp opening, or some of which have been, some of whom have been doing it on their own at home. And you just want to get everybody ready and able to perform up to their ability once the game starts. So we're not looking, as fun as it is to watch Eloy and Luis take BP, and it gets you gets you a little tingly from time to time seeing some of the things they're doing, or, or Alec Hansen and Dylan C. 
sees to where they where they're throwing the ball and how they're throwing the ball in the end that avoiding that phone call from Herm Schneider is probably job one over the course of the first 10 days of two weeks. Uh, Rick, uh, youth usually equals uh, energy in terms of uh, seeing it and feeling it. I know there was a a certain degree to that, I'm sure, a a year ago following all the moves that you made. But now with the the add-ons since then, with a couple of trades that you've made, you know, uh, since the the Adam Eaton deal and the Chris Sale deal, is that elevated even more with some of the personnel? And and how how do you temper yourself in terms of not being tempted to you know pump these guys tires uh even more for what's an excited fan base an excited media base too yeah it, it, it i'll deal with the second part first and that's it, you do have to caution yourself from from time to time against uh wanting to the that short-term excitement or that energy boost or that reinforcement that things are on the right track by promoting a guy and getting him to chicago sooner than maybe prudent uh we have as a staff and the fact that everyone from uh, every element of the organization, whether it's the baseball department or marketing or PR, uh, all the way through the field staff at each of our affiliates, everyone understands, as do the scouts and, and player development guys, everyone understands exactly what we're trying to accomplish for the long term. So as giddy as one individual may get from time to time, be like, hey man, I know Eli's only played like 17 games above A ball, but he looks ready. Uh, there's enough other guys around that sort of keep the focus on the on the long-term plan and talk that one individual down and, and uh, remain focused. Look, last summer when, when Moncada made his debut, there was a great deal of energy in that ballpark despite the way that the team was performing at the time or from a wins and loss standpoint. I don't think I've ever seen a, a standing ovation for a guy taking a walk in his first A-B like I did that night. Or I may or have been part of that, Rick. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I ain't mad at you. I think there was a great deal of uh, all of us getting fired up by that laser foul ball he hit on an 0-2 pitch. Uh, We want more of those nights, but part of Moncada, the excitement of Moncada and part of the excitement of that night is that he was ready and we felt that he was going to be in a position to uh, excel at the big league level or at the very least finish off the elements of his game that needed to be rounded out at the big league level. And we didn't rush it with him. We didn't do it with Giolito. We didn't do it with Lopez. We're not going to do it with Eloy Kopech. We're not going to do it with whatever this next couple of generations are. No one's going to come to Chicago until they've answered all the questions we have for them at, at the minor league level, and they're ready for that last element of development that can only happen at, at the big league level. And, and the reason for that is, as satisfying as it might be to have another one of those Moncada nights in, in April when we, we bring up Eloy, that's not the best for putting that player in the best position to maximize his long-term impact on this club and, and to put us in a position to win championships because he's maximizing his own ability. Uh, there is a lot of excitement from the youth, as you mentioned, and there is a lot of uh, you know focus on how this is all going to come together. I think a lot of that excitement, though, isn't just a function of the age and the talent that's running around these backfields right now, but it's also a function of the culture that Ricky and his coaches have created in Chicago. Uh, A big part of this rebuild was a change from a cultural perspective and and making sure we had an understanding from Chicago all the way down through our affiliates about what was expected of you in terms of how you play the game as a White Sox and how you approach your business. And Ricky and his staff have done a tremendous job instituting that culture in Chicago and 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 it has 
translated throughout the system. So the excitement comes with the use, the youth and the future, but the excitement also comes from uh, the changing culture that the, the coaches have, have helped implement throughout the organization. White Sox general manager Rick Hahn earlier this week with Adam Hogan, Chris Bowden on uh, Sports Central, WGNRadio.com 1 to 2. It always makes sense when you preach patience and they're going to come up when they're ready and it makes organizational sense. I'm a very impatient person. Let's get them out there. If they're ready to go, I always say, let's see them, let's see them at guaranteed rate field. But I, I get that that makes sense for the White Sox to be patient with their guys. What Rick Hahn did in the last year, it, it's ridiculous. He went from like the 29th best minor league system in all of baseball, like next to last minor league system, and he made it, you know, probably one of the top two. And and when he talks about that Moncada night last year, when Johan Moncada debuted on the South Side, you, you, you get goosebumps. I mean, it was it was an electric evening. And there's plenty of those to come. We just don't know exactly when they will be. When Eloy comes up and Luis Robert comes up, I mean, there's just so much talent that's coming, and they'll have that special moment. I think it's going to be the first time you go to Guaranteed Rate Field this year, Harry. You're going to walk out there. You're going to throw out the first pitch. Harry Tynowitz, <laughs> WGN Radio. Yeah. And the place is going to go nuts. Sure. That's, that's what's going to happen. That's what you see? I, 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 I'm I visualizing it. For the whole show, Dan Long will be out there. I'm gonna be they up they, in, they I'm might gonna, let me in. I'm going to be that. up in fundamentals. Well, hey, it's a great place to be. All right, quick time out, and uh, we'll wrap up White Sox Weekly coming up here, 720 WGN. Sox now leading the Mariners 4-3 there in the eighth. And a reminder, Harry, White Sox games are better with a group. Group events are perfect for clients or employees celebrating or fundraising. Bring your group out for specially priced tickets and a great experience. Never too early to start planning 2018. For more information, call 312-674-1000 or visit whitesocks.com. Anything you're looking forward to this week, Harry Tynowitz, as far as spring training goes, and the Chicago White Sox, or anything spring training-wise, we're you now we're starting to get into it here. 32 days, 32 games, all of it. Well, there's, uh, you know, I mean, White Sox are, you know, and I think Cubs fans would probably agree with this. I mean, there's so many more stories that we're waiting to see unveil with the White Sox, you know. And, and uh, I take, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten hit on Twitter, you know, pretty hard uh, this week. Because, you know, hey, man, you, you know, you, you can't love them both. You can't cheer for both the Cubs and the Sox. I'm going to say this again. I'm bisexual. Dad loved the White Sox. Mom loved the Cubs. I grew up going to both games. And, and it's very exciting what's happening in town now with the Sox. The Cubs, we know what's happening, okay? The, the Sox, who knows what's going to happen with them. Rick Hahn, I don't know if he would admit to it, but I, I've heard little rumblings that he grew up and he was a Cub fan back in the day. I might be able to confirm. You might be able to confirm that. Darren Jackson played for the Cubs. He's now a, a White Sox yeah. radio broadcaster that you heard yesterday right here on 720 WGN. Ed Farmer, by the way, has always hated the Cubs. And and God bless him for right, it. Right. Okay, and Harry Carey was a phenomenal oh, White yeah. Sox broadcaster. And then he came, This is uh, Steve Stone. Steve Stone was with Harry for 17,000 years and now is, of course, uh, alongside Hawk Carrollson and Jason Benetti. And, and, yeah, and boy, you know, They've got 
it's 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 a solid organization. It's it's very fun. You know, when you start in radio, you think, man, it's gonna be so cool to meet the players. But you know, twenty three years later. I value so much the uh, relationships I have in the front offices, and there's great people you know, over there with the size. All right, we got uh, the regular beat coming up here, and Hawk Harrelson, by the way, being on the media guy, was a great choice in his final season doing TV uh, for the White Sox. All right, that's the end of White Sox Weekly. Daggummit. Daggummit. We'll see you next I week. I wish I could cuss. We're still here till from 5 till 5.30. News is next, 720 WGN. Thanks to Carson Fulmer.